Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Today should be of interest to everyone because we're going to talk about babies. Everyone loves babies, especially healthy babies. And we are talking with some folks from the March of Dimes and their effort to reduce infant mortality. They call it March for Babies. Terry Yoder is the executive director of the Washington State March of Dimes. And joining us by phone is co-chair for this year's Seattle March for Babies, Melissa Powell. Welcome and thanks for joining us today. Uh, Thank you so much for having us, Gary. We're happy to be here. Melissa, are you there? You're on the phone, right? Yes, I am, Gary. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you. People, like I said, everybody loves babies. (laughs) If you don't have a baby of your own, you you love holding somebody else's. uh, But, uh, you know, it's important to talk about uh, preterm birth, and this is still happening, and the the March of Dimes effort uh, to just stamp this out. Terry, you're the executive director for Washington State's March of Dimes. You you administer, I don't know, it's a nonprofit, right? Let's yes. get the, some background yes. on uh, what March of Dimes is and their focus on babies. Um, you oversee this money that's raised and spent, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, so, um, I don't know, tell us about the March of Dimes itself. If people realize, yeah, March of Dimes, March of Dimes, I know that, but it goes way, way back, doesn't yes. it? Well, the March of Dimes as an organization has a very, um, very long and very uh, tremendous and impactful history. So the March of Dimes has been around for 80 years, which is a quite a long amount of time. It was actually started by um, FDR. And originally, the organization was founded to put an end to polio. So what I think is really interesting and exciting about the March of Dimes is we have the privilege of saying that we are an organization who had a mission and actually achieved it and then adjusted the mission, you know, to relate to some current needs that we saw in the community. So going back 80 years and now we have a new, you know, March of Dimes and we're really excited to be able to talk about what our organization does. Um, The March of Dimes, our mission is pretty vast and it's Actually, we're fighting for the health care of all moms and babies. So that is a pretty, pretty large goal. But we do this across many different platforms. We focus on supporting research surrounding prematurity and looking for causes and hopefully how we can put an end to premature births and identify when premature births may happen. Um, we advocate for policies that um, prioritize, of course, the health of moms and babies. Um, we provide local programs and resources around and for our community here within the entire state of Washington and as an organization across the entire globe. Um, we're educating medical professionals and working with healthcare systems um, to just share the work that we're doing, share the learnings that we're discovering, and really looking for partnerships to strengthen our impact for moms and babies. We're partnering also with like-minded organizations and communities, so really trying to make a collective impact on this mission. So it's, um, it's a new day for the March of Dimes, and we're really excited. You know, that is, you did say in there that it's a big, big lofty goal, but if people, and they really have to study history now, think about polio yeah. in the 30s, um, and the president himself had polio, uh, that was huge, and it was scary to everyone. I, I mentioned this, that I was going to interview the March of Dimes this week to my 90-year-old mother. So mm-hmm. she was 10 when this started. They collected dimes. Yes. They really did it that way, and it worked. It was. It took some years, and Jonas Salk, right, came mm-hmm. up with the vaccine. Yes. to, And they put effort and effort, and they collected dimes from everyone. And, man, research 
and medicine, it just keeps moving forward. And so, like you said, it's a big goal, but this can be done, can't it? I mean, that's, that's, is your mission. You guys are optimistic, aren't you? We're very optimistic and we're making really tremendous headways, specifically in the areas of, of research. And that's a real focus for our organization, obviously. We have six prematurity research centers that are global. We just opened our most recent one in London. And it's just been a really, um, it's been a really important focus of the organization to expand our research efforts. And also the exciting thing about the way that these systems are set up is that they're built to be collaboratives with one another. So each research center, you know, has a specific area of focus or doctors who are really experts in certain certain areas. And we're looking at how they can best share that data. So as a collective unit, even though we're global, how are we working together to really impact and drive research to, um, to help us put an end towards premature birth? And isn't it nice now that the world actually yes. with technology <laughs> is smaller? You can communicate everything you if you want to. That. Yes. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask about then the problem. I mean, <clears throat> how how prevalent is our preterm births and how it is the preterm birth is like the leading cause of infant death, right? Yes, I mean, it is the largest contributor to infant death in the United States and globally. So in this country, um, one in 10 babies are born prematurely, or prematurely excuse me, each year, and pregnancy-related death has more than doubled over they're, the past 25 years. They're going up. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what people, I think, would shock them. They think, well, science and medicine is getting better and better. We're not taking as good a care of ourselves as mm-hmm. we could, it sounds like. And I don't know, like you said, that research still needs to be done. There are, yeah. got, there are doctors who are specifically studying preterm mm-hmm. birth. And I think what's exciting and what really inspires me about um, about this organization is that we're focusing on the health of moms and babies. So we're also looking at the health care of women and advocating for policies of women before, during, and after their pregnancies. So we're really looking at the whole care for um, for the mom and for the baby. So we're hoping to make a really positive impact as we move forward. Yeah, and whether moms or dads know it or not, I mean, the March of Dimes has helped them <laughs> in some Absolutely. capacity with the birth of their children already, right? I mean, there's Absolutely. a lot of tests and, and research that goes on in delivery rooms and right after, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's all related to research completed by the March of Dimes. Hey, Melissa, um, you have your own story to tell, uh, to share with us uh, about why you're the co-chair of the Seattle's mm-hmm. upcoming March for Babies. You spent some time in a neonatal ICU, right? Is that why the March of Babies is so important? Can you give us a little background on yourself, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we spent a little bit of time. It was uh, <laughs> 157 days in, in the NICU um, in Seattle at Swedish, and... Um, you know, our baby just came early. Um, she was 23 weeks and five days, so um, extremely early. Um, her, uh, you know, the preterm labor that I experienced was very unexpected, um, and it wasn't, you know, connected or related to to anything. It was just um, she just decided she was coming, um, and um, and the March of Dimes is very near and dear to my heart because they actually developed um, a particular type of respiratory um, support in medicine for, for premature babies, um, and which my daughter, Daisy, um, received immediately after birth. And, um, and it was so important in her success um, in her 
uh, ability to survive and thrive because, you know, as I mentioned, she came so fast and so unexpected that we didn't have a chance to get some of the support that you would give um, a mom when they're in preterm labor. So, for example, I didn't get any steroid shots to help um, Daisy's lungs develop. Um, And at 23 weeks, those lungs are very underdeveloped. So um, the March of Dimes um, researched and developed what's called uh, surfactant uh, respiratory therapy um, many years ago. And that's what Daisy received, you know, right after she was born. And that helped her lungs develop. Um, And, you know, that's a key factor in uh, the reason why she was able to, you know, to survive. Um, So, you know, because of that, um, you know, we um, are, again, just it, it means the world to us to stay involved with the March of Dimes and to continue to just raise awareness for for, you know, prematurity um, prevention, but also, um, you know, how to kind of get through those NICU days. And um, the March of Dimes has an amazing community um, that uh, encourages people to connect and share their stories and bond together with with families that have been there. And, um, you know, I remember the March, uh, the March for Babies last year, so 2018, uh, Daisy was four months old. She mm. was in the NICU. Mm-hmm. She was, uh, we were, it was about day 100. Um, and we still had, you know, almost two more months in the NICU, which we didn't know, of course. And I remember marching at the March for Babies and see, just being surrounded by all of these families and moms and, oh my gosh, babies that were preemies, like, five, 10, 15, 20 years ago that were marching themselves. And I remember just thinking, this is where I need to be. And it made me so hopeful. And that's why we, you know, that's why we're here. And that's why we continue to to be involved and, and hope to share our story and, and pay it forward to the next family. That's, that's where we were last year at this time. Wow. And, and your co-chairs, you met them at this, what I understand, in the NICU? Yeah. So um, three other moms of premature babies decided, hey, we're going to chair this March next year. Mm-hmm. Is that yes, right? That's <laughs> right. There were, you know, when you're when you're in the NICU and when you're in there, it doesn't matter if you're there for five days, 10 days or 150 days, but you're there around the clock. And so you bond with, um, you know, the medical staff that's caring for your baby and you bond with the other moms that are in there. And and I have to say, it's 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 kind of slow going because at first, you know, it's it's all new. You're scared. Um, you know, you're worried about your baby. But you know, over time, we just I developed a connection with these other moms that were um, that were in the NICU with us, and you know, completely different backgrounds and circumstances that brought them to the NICU, um, and um, you know, immediately leaving the NICU, one of the other moms that's that's very involved. Um, you know, said, what can I do? And, um, you know, she involved me and we've all just stayed connected. Uh, we supported um, uh, a dinner auction that happened last fall. And, you know, here we are supporting the March for Babies and um, sharing our stories. Like, thankfully, all of our babies now are thriving, um, happy little babies. And, you know, we're always looking for reasons to get together and get the, the little babes together. 
Um, we joke that, you know, that's like the first best friend that all of our babies had. Um, so, so yeah, we're, we're, you know, it's going to be as involved as we can for as long as we can. Well, let's talk about this come this March that you're co-chairing. So it's coming up in Seattle here, right? Um, May 4th, right? Mm-hmm. The Greater Puget Sound March, it's down at the Seattle Center. It's easy to get involved, right? I don't know Very if you were, ter- Terry, you want to tell us about how people can just figure this out, support somebody or march themselves, right? Yeah, Start um, a team. absolutely. Um, it's very easy to become involved. And I would quickly just have to say what a joy it is to work with Melissa and her family and the co-chairs for this event. Talk about um, engaged and driven and passionate partners. We are so fortunate, Melissa, um, and we just are so grateful that we get to, to work with you and your family. It's such a joy for us. Um, oh, thank you, Terry. We, we feel the same way. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's truly a, um, you guys are family to us and, and always will be. <laughs> it's just wonderful. So we are really excited to have, um, to have everybody in these roles and for our upcoming walk. So it's May 4th. As you said, it's at the Seattle Center. Really easy to get involved. You can simply go online and search for March for Babies in Seattle, and it'll be the first thing that'll pop up. On our website, you can actually search via zip code, and it'll pull up um, the walk that's nearest to you. So you can register as an individual. You can join a team. You can register as a virtual walker. Or if the Seattle location isn't one that is uh, nearest to you, um, we actually have four four walks total across the state. So we have a walk in Snohomish County, a walk in the South Sound, and also a walk over in Spokane as well. Well, that makes it easy for everyone to get involved. Yeah. And like I said, everyone loves babies. Everybody, if they don't have a baby, they were a baby at one Absolutely. time. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is this is <laughs> crucial to everyone, right? Everybody has a connection. Yeah. Everybody so, truly has a connection to this organization. So the, the near next coming up right away, actually, is the one uh, Sn- Snohomish County... April 27th, that's in Everett, South Sound, May 11th, that's in Tacoma. Yep. But the May 4th one, this is uh, in Seattle at the center. You, what? Tell us about that day. I mean, people get together. I've heard Melissa talk about this sort of bond and community she has with these other three, or the people she's met in the NICU, the three of them. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like this is, um, I don't know, a culture <laughs> that just sort of happens uh, when people like this get together. And she talked about, actually, Melissa, you talked about uh, kids growing up that were preemies, et cetera. Mm-hmm. This is a community, right? What, tell mm-hmm. us about that day, this March. Well, for, for me, the, like I said, the, the day last year was uh, a huge turning point. It just, um, it gave me so much hope and, and optimism for, uh, for the journey we were on and, for, you know, kind of seeing the, the light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. And, you know, I'll just, I'll never forget being surrounded by all of these families and moms and siblings and babies that, um, you know, were, were preemies at one time or were affected by a preemie or, um, you know, like, like Terry said, I mean, it, it impacts everyone and everyone has a connection to this. And um, I remember a, it was the first time I saw someone in person that I had been communicating with. Um, through a, a preemie support group and we knew each other in college, but we saw each other there and, and it was just the most amazing feeling to, to physically, you know, connect with someone, um, who had been on the same journey that I was on. And that was my biggest takeaway was, um, you know, you're surrounded by all these people who know exactly what you're going through. And, you know, I have to say that 
you know, the NICU can feel very, and just, you know, prematurity and just that whole um, experience can feel very lonely and isolating. Mm -hmm. And so when you're there and you're at the Seattle Center and you're surrounded by everyone that knows what you're going through, it is such a powerful, powerful feeling and, and thing. And I think that every person who's ever experienced prematurity um, or just has a passion for helping um, moms and families and, you know, fighting for healthy moms um, should be part of this day. It's it's truly an amazing event. You know, she's, Terry, she's talking about um, rem- uh celebrating you know mm-hmm. all these these mm-hmm. successes these people that but there also must be a part of this that's pretty cold the remembering absolutely uh, the past mm-hmm. of some of these kids did not make it absolutely and that's really why and so you gotta that must be part of this too so some of this must be very um emotional yeah for some of the participants yet you also want to turn this into hope at the same time for the future where all moms and babies mm-hmm. can be healthy and, and expect that that will, I mean, yeah. there's a couple other parts of this besides, Absolutely. oh, it's wonderful. Absolutely. And that you you just nailed, you you hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, really, on this day, what we, um, we describe March for Babies as a day where we hope, remember, and celebrate in particular. So exactly that. We're hoping for the day when every mom and baby has the best possible outcome. Um, we're remembering those babies who we did lose, and we honor them throughout the day through with special tributes. And then we're also celebrating, you know, um, some of these successes and just with fun activities for the whole family and for our family, including our NICU graduates and babies in the community and, you know, babies across the country. So it's a, it's a really powerful day where, once again, you know, everyone is welcome, and we would love to see everybody there. We are talking with uh, Melissa Powell and Terry Yoder about the March of Dimes and their fundraiser, March for Babies. Premature birth and its complications are the largest contributors to infant death in the U.S. Um, coming up May 4th, Saturday, May 4th, the Greater Puget Sound March for Babies at the Seattle Center. People can go online, marchofdimes.org. Mm, yep. It's a big uh, national, actually, I guess it's international website, but the March for Babies has its own website, marchforbabies.org, and then you can type in your zip code, right, and find the nearest march near you, whether it's Snohomish County, uh, South Sound, Greater Puget Sound in Seattle, even people on the east side of the mountain. Spokane has one too, right? Absolutely. Um, so let's keep talking about un- the unfortunate part of this. Well, there's a common reasons. I mean, they're doing research. They need to do more. What do we find that uh, makes for a premature birth? Are there Have they started to narrow down some causes yet? Is it just the health of the mom while she's pregnant, before she's pregnant? I mean, how far apart are the, the, the researchers? I mean, eating enough spinach when you're pregnant? I don't know. <laughs> Melissa, did you eat your kale and spinach? <laughs> well, I did, Gary, and that's what, you know, and Terry can probably speak to this more, but, you know, my case was so um, unique, I guess, and, and actually probably not unique, um, in that there was no explanation. Um, you know, Daisy just decided that she was ready to come, and there was no stopping her, and, um and, you know, you know, thank goodness for the, the type of advancements that March of Dimes has, has made as far as how to support babies after, after birth. But I think uh, there's so much more that needs to be done to just understand, you know, prematurity all up 
and, and the reasons, um, because so much is still unexplained. But we do know some things. I mean, you didn't, you don't smoke three packs of cigarettes right. a day, right? Um, <laughs> yes. No. I mean, I mean, there are things we've learned, yes. right? And some, there aren't there different populations that are more susceptible to it, et cetera? Um, yes, and and that's that's a great question, and I think your your overall question about what is the answer? How can we how can we really positively impact and decrease the the amount of premature births we're seeing is what we're trying to solve. And as Melissa shared, it is vast and varied and and um, and widespread. And so I can say from a research perspective, you know, we're focusing on really working with our centers um, to integrate scientists from very individual disciplines to collaborate together and accelerate these research discoveries. Um, it is interesting, though, because from as an organizational standpoint, we are talking a lot about where we see specifically some healthcare deserts within our state. And so there are definitely communities that don't have direct access to prenatal care. And so we are working within our um, within our state and you know other states are doing the same throughout, of course, the organization to really support those women during their pregnancies as best as they can. One of the big investments um, here in Washington state is we're really focusing on a group prenatal care model. And so this is prenatal care that's provided for expecting mothers in a group settings. And it's with other women who have, you know, around the similar due dates. And in this space, women are really um, encouraged to um, learn how to record their own vitals. And at each session, we discuss and we learn about important subjects such as nutrition and exercise and coping with labor and breastfeeding and infant care. And um, this program really creates a community. And that's what we're, we're kind of talking about here today and really gives the mothers a support system and that has proven to be really, really effective during pregnancy. So this is just you know, an example of one of the programs that um, we're funding that's a mission, you know, mission investment here in our state. And so far the studies are showing that folks that are coming out of our prenatal care, it is reducing this premature birth rate. So for example, here in Washington state, we have a premature birth rate of about 8.1%. And the results coming out of this group prenatal care program are as low as 3.5%. Excellent And so difference. while our scientists are in the lab working diligently to really identify these causes, we're doing work locally in the community to make direct impact into communities where we're seeing high premature birth rates and doing what we can with our our, our programs to um, reduce that. So the March of Dimes, as a state organization, you t- keep track of the premature birth rate in, do you do it by county, city, et cetera? And you look to then, do you wanna instigate these programs in the places where it's higher than where you found it low? I mean, is that the future? How do you get hospitals and, and clinics yeah. involved with what you want to do with it when you find something that works? Well, I have to give um, much credit to our director of maternal and child care health. Um, she is really the woman driving these incredible programs along across the state, and she has developed tremendous partnerships with healthcare systems and providers and um, like organizations throughout the entire state and together, it's a collaboration to really identify those areas of needs and where the programs that we 
currently offer out of the organization could go in and make a really positive impact. Now, who's that? How long has she been working for you? Uh, her name is, I'm giving her a shout out. Her name okay. is Casey Rivas, and she is incredible. And I believe she's oh. been with the organization for about four years. I had her on the show once a year yes. or so ago. Yeah. She is, she's amazing, and she does incredible work. So um, she's the one really driving driving these programs and working with a really engaged and vast um, committee to to make this collective impact across the state. Uh, on another aspect of this, is, like you said, in these uh, prenatal time, time uh, mm-hmm. just like Melissa said, she's doing everything right and you don't know what, what's mm-hmm. going to happen. There are some screenings, right, that the March of Dimes has sort of helped learn from and, and does all doctors and hospitals and baby classes do the same kind of prenatal screenings and put women on the same kind of prenatal vitamins and regimens? I mean, how is that moving along? Uh, We're hoping so. You know, we're working, well, we're hoping to continue (laughs) Um, seeing that implemented in every, uh, in every system that we can. So um, that is definitely something that we're proud to have been working on and to see those advancements in prenatal care really make a positive impact for the health and the mom and the baby. And we're going to run out of time here pretty soon. we got a couple more minutes. Melissa, I wanted to, you know, we sort of teased the audience, maybe not intentionally, but you had a, a preterm child, Daisy, um, a little, so she must be a year and a half coming on now? Yeah. And so yeah, she, how, let me give us an update then on her, like, I guess the first thing you do is you measure the percentile or something. How's she doing? She's doing great. Um, you know, as preemies, um are kind of measured against where they should be if they had been born on time. I see. Uh-huh. Um, so, so Daisy should have been born in May. Um, she was born in January. Um, so she is kind of a, a very normal uh, as far as weight and height and size um, as a 10-month-old. Um, she just uh, hit, hit, you know, technically 15 months. Um, and I mean, she's, she's doing about as great as we could expect and, and really hope for actually she's, um, you know, uh, happy and <laughs> laughing and smiley and she's kind of starting to crawl. She's doing those movements towards the crawl. Um, she, she has an older sister and brother who are helping move her along in that direction, <laughs> which is wonderful. Um, and she, uh, you know, again, given how early she was and, um, you know, it was, it was a roller coaster um, in the NICU for us. And so she came home with a feeding tube, um, but she is actually getting this out tomorrow. Um, so it's a very exciting week for us, you know, as we gear up for, mm-hmm. you know, this this conversation and just talking about the March of Dimes and preparing for the March for Babies, which uh, will have Daisy with us for the March this year in, in person. She was with us in spirit last year, but she'll be with us in person. And um, yeah, so she, it's a big week and she is just a little miracle baby and she's as tough as they come. And um, yeah, we, uh, we are very blessed. Wonderful. Um, yeah, wonderful. So let's get a, just to wrap up here, give out some information again, Terry. Yeah. Uh, people can donate, Everyone. they can join a team, they can probably find M- Melissa. You're going to have your own <laughs> team. They could probably support her if they want, but Absolutely. what's the best ways? Once again, go on to the website for marchforbabies.org and search for our Seattle walk via zip code. 
Um, the day itself, it's a three-mile walk. We meet at the Seattle Center. Rain or shine, let's hope for shine. Um, it's not a competitive race, is oh, it? Oh, no, no, no. But there no. Are, aren't there a lot of kids with, like, Cape, superhero yes. capes on. I mean, yes. they look like they want to run. Well, they do want to run, okay. and we let them run <laughs> because it's the right thing to do. Okay. Um, but there is the superhero sprint, which, of course, anytime you have little kiddos running around is the highlight of an event. So um, we have the superhero sprint where kids can wear purple capes, and they are the only competitive runners that we have that day. <laughs> but it's it's a really um, it's a really beautiful day, and it's a really wonderful community and a really powerful mission. So we love for anyone to and everyone to join us yeah march for babies.org online right. and uh, find the the march nearest you hey we are out of time i want to thank you guys so much we have been talking today with co-chair for the upcoming seattle march for babies melissa powell and the executive director of the washington state march of dimes terry yoder today We're talking about healthy babies and what we can do to make more healthy babies and healthy moms thank you guys so much for being here today and sharing with us and thank you so much a uh, bigger thanks for what the march of dimes does toward that goal of, of healthy moms, healthy babies, healthy births. Thank you so much, Gary. We're pleased to be here. Yes, thank you. It's it's always a joy to talk about Daisy and how great she's doing, but also just raise awareness for the March of Dimes. It's an amazing organization, an amazing community, and I am just so thankful um, that you know we can be involved in, in um, this mission. Thank you so much. Uh, if you'd like to hear this interview again, it will be available on Podcast One and iTunes within a few days. I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.